on this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. There are a lot of failed relationships within cuckolding and just DS relationships when that angst can't ever be dealt with uh, on a on a fundamental level. And I think people can work on it, but there are definitely some people that it's just like, this is kind of like a fork in the road where it's like, maybe this is not for you. Um, however, you can also look at it the other way, kind of how I do, where I, where I kind of lean into the angst and I see the angst as just a part of the dynamic and part of my devotion to her. Wasn't there some sort of competition she made you enter into? Oh, yeah. (laughs) There is a gay bar that held a small penis contest. And, of course, my girlfriend entered me. And it was non-negotiable that I was going to be participating. And I uh, did end up winning said contest. (laughs) Welcome to the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast and check out the Venus blog. And of course, if you love it, share it. Now, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the show with your host, Venus. to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I am your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Before I get into today's episode, I just have a couple of announcements. So the first one is for all of my new Patreon subscribers. So uh, for those who aren't aware, I do have a Patreon page where you can sign up and support the podcast and there's lots of perks for it. And it's, uh, it's, that's the reason why I'm able to do this full time is because of my Patreon supporters. So I wanted to give back and I wanted to do a little thank you to all of them. So any new subscribers to the Backstage Pass tier will get a handwritten postcard that I will mail to you. So it's just a little thank you to say that I really appreciate the support for the podcast. And of course, that's only if you opt in for that perk. If you're not a Patreon supporter and you would like to be, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Venus Cuckoldress. That link is in the show notes as well. And it, there's, like I said, tons of perks. There's also a bonus mini episode every single week that you get uh, as a Patreon supporter and you get access to the Pillow Talk events. Lots of fun. My other big announcement, and I am so excited about this because I've been waiting for this for a long time. At one point this year, I tried out the Clubhouse app and I loved it. It was great, except for the fact that it was not private. 
at all. In fact, anyone with my number in their phone got a message that popped up and said, hey, your friend has joined. And I was like, what the fuck? I pressed the little button that said, do not access my contact information in my phone. But still, they had this like backdoor way of trying to get you to connect with people who you know, which I get it. That's like the whole point of a social kind of app. But it pissed me off because I don't really want that. I I like my privacy. So I was kind of bummed about that. I closed out my account. I was like, well, that sucks. But then I heard about this new app that's coming out that's just like that. It's called the Moan app, M-O-N. And it's just like Clubhouse, except for two things. (laughs) It's only about sexuality. It's for like sex positive conversations. And it is unlike Clubhouse, totally private. Like you can, not only are they not going to access any information on your phone, but um, you can actually listen in on conversations in a a complete private mode. So your profile doesn't even show up. But I mean, it's not like you have to have anything in your profile that has any information about you, but um, it's very, very private. I've tried it out. It's finally available for download in the app store. And it's awesome. I've joined one of the live audio events and it was really cool. Very easy to use too. It's kind of like the Twitter rooms kind of idea. And I think Facebook has something similar. Um, not sure if Instagram does. I'm not all that techie, but basically it is a live voice chat audio app and yeah, they've got lots of events already. And a lot of them sound so interesting, like I can't wait to pop in on them. But it's completely live. So it's not like anything's recorded. And it's not like you can go in after the fact and check out the conversations. You have to join as it's happening. So I have created an event uh, to talk about cuckolding. It's going to be November 16th at 12 p.m. Central Time. So spend your lunch hour with me um, on the Moan app. So I will include the link to download the app in the App Store, or you could just go to the App Store. And uh, you just have to search a little bit carefully because I tried a few different ways and it didn't come up. So you actually have to search it, the Moan app, M-O-N. So that's how you do it. And it'll pop up. So I hope that you all download it, join it and enjoy it as much as I am. It's awesome. Like you can learn about so many things on there. It's so cool. That's it for my announcements. Now let's get into my interview today with my friend Jay. Oh my goodness, it's really good. And the story, the story about his girlfriend putting him in that contest. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Anyway, let's get started with that. But first, here's a couple quick messages. Interracial, black and white. The beautiful and sexy relationship dynamic that we love, now in a lifestyle clothing brand you can wear with pride. Don't sacrifice quality and comfort any longer. With Maison de Neige, you get both in fresh, empowering looks for every occasion, for everyone. From the streets to the sheets and everywhere in between. Check us out at MaisonDeNeige.com. Maison de Neige Couture. Modern fashion for the modern revolution. I actually have no idea what these questions are, so you're going to be coming along the ride, right along with me. The show is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's the show about how people connect in the right ways. 
I like the way that you're, you think about this. And I was wondering if maybe you and I could create some of these experiences. And the wrong ways. Hey, hey, share nudes. Wear nudes. I want nudes. Interviews with women and other wonderful humans from many sex-positive walks of life. New episodes come out every Tuesday on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Oh, I'm your host, John, otherwise known as Hi There, Catsuit. Yes, I'm a guy, but my curiosity allows me to ask the questions you want to know. So join me for What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. And make sure you listen to the episode featuring Venus in the archives. So joining me on the show today is my friend Jay, who I have known for a very long time. I've actually talked about Jay several times on my blog and I think on my podcast as well, because we go way back and I met him right in the beginning of my kind of journey into cuckolding. So I had just met my first cuck boyfriend. I can't remember if it was when that relationship ended or around that time, but this was like right in the beginning. And him and I, we met on FetLife. We started chatting and we've been basically friends ever since. So Jay, why don't you say hello to all the listeners that are here? Hi, everyone. And uh, thank you so much, Venus, for having me on. Okay. So like I said, we go way back. And the reason why I was drawn to having some conversation with you, I think was Mm -hmm. right in the beginning, you had a blog. I don't remember what it was called, but I, I do remember the post I read and it was something around, uh, like, so having a small penis and mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. made you a better boyfriend, a better partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is all new to me. So um, yeah, if you want to just go back to that and just explain like what that blog was all about. Yeah. So I actually uh, started out more just kind of as like a sub um, before kind of also leaning into being, uh, a cock just as much as a sub. And, um, I, part of me becoming a sub was actually kind of based in some of the things that I was learning about in school at the time. So, uh, it was just a lot of like kind of cultural theory and critical theory, um, around like sexuality and society and kind of in the process of like, doing research for assignments, um, I came across FetLife and created a profile and really began to kind of like explore um, just kind of like the, you know, the kink side of me, but specifically started to kind of like really kind of lean into my submissive identity. And I'm really kind of, obviously I'm a very kind of like chatty and cerebral guy. And um, I'm really just into these really interesting broad topics about like society and um and how it interplays with sexuality and especially kink so i wanted to start a blog and uh and write about it um so that's kind of how the blog started uh, and how i ended up meeting you um so then i i wrote this post about um about how having a small penis could actually make make you a better not just a better sub um, but a better partner overall and kind and how it is, uh, and how that extends beyond 
uh, just kink and just mm-hmm. goes into, I guess part of it is being in a female led relationship where you are going above and beyond, you know, but it, how it, how it can really kind of, I don't know, help you in a way and maybe even give you an advantage over somebody who is, um, has a different type of size, you know? Yeah, I remember you saying that in that post. It was something along the lines of if you could, you know, if you could somehow have a bigger penis that you would choose not to. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think part of that, well, I think part of that was just because I think I had just kind of discovered how to really own my identity. Yeah. And and it was like, well, why would I want to be anybody else but me? You know? Mm-hmm. God, it, but it's it's funny because what actually uh, I actually got inspired to write it because there was a movie that had just came out that was uh, a documentary about a guy who proposes to his girlfriend at a college basketball game, and it's halftime, and you know the, they put the camera on and it uh-huh. goes on like the big screen, <laughs> and she says no, and the the video goes viral, and then. He, she, and then they like have a long talk and he finds out that she's break. She doesn't want to get married and has been wanting to break up with him for a long time because he has a very tiny penis. And, and, and the rest of the movie is about this guy traveling the world and just document it, like kind trying to like get to the source of his kind of like existential crisis. (laughs) And, and I was like, oh, this is like. It just kind of it would reinforce the idea that it's like it's so much more than just a fetish. It's so yeah. much more than just porn. Like, and that is really just a small part of it, you know. Absolutely. Okay, so one of the things that I one of the words I learned from you actually was the word angst. And the very first time I ever heard it was from you. You said cuck angst. And I was like, Oh, okay. That that's the word, cuck angst, and I've used yeah. it ever since. But like, it came from you. <laughs> oh, it's a great word. I didn't come up with it, but yeah, it's. Uh, I I can't think of a better word to describe the kind of mix of emotions yeah. that occur in the cuckold relationship. So, what does cuck angst actually feel like to you? Well, uh, I think it's uh, well, it's. It's fear and anxiety, and it's fear and anxiety that are playing at a ton uh, at different levels to d- to different kinds of fears and anxieties, and it's all kind of happening in this like single moment, or maybe it's you know ma- it could be a single moment like the literal moment when you know maybe she's with a bowl and you're in the same room, or maybe it happens. Um, it could be something more you know subtle, maybe it's just the fact that you woke up that morning. And your wife was gone. It was like, oh, she spent the night at the bull's house. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, and it, and it's, and it's just part of it, I think is just a primal thing where it's like the man wants to be the alpha male and, and it's, and it's, it's private. It's like innate and it's also environment, you know, like, because that's what society wants men to be like. Yeah. And so it's, and it's hard to draw the line where it's like. Do do like all men innately just desire to be like the alpha dog on some level, or is it you know is it because like this is just what society thinks men should be? You know, yeah. it's hard to say where one is or the other. Yeah, 
And so, but why would guys want to sign up for cuck angst? Like, what is it enjoyable? Well, so that's the, <laughs> I think that kind of like, when that arises, it kind of separates like the people for whom uh, this kind of lifestyle will uh, work out for them and those who won't. Um, because, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of failed relationships within cuckolding and just DS relationships when that angst can't ever be dealt with uh, on a on a fundamental level. And um, I think people can work on it, but there are definitely some people that it's just like, this is, it's, it's a kind of like a fork in the road where it's like, maybe this is not for you. Um, however, you can also look at it the other way. Um, kind of how I do where I, where I kind of lean into the angst and I see the angst as just a part of the dynamic and part of my devotion to her, you know? Okay. So if you change the way you think and feel about it and you experience it in a different way, it can actually be part of something really special. Yeah. I guess if you start, I guess if you start with uh, questioning like what's going on when you're, when you're experiencing angst, start to question what's leading, what are the, what are what's exactly like, what are the thoughts that are going on? And like, maybe take time and like write them out. And uh, maybe literally every time, like you feel a big, you know, oncoming of angst, you literally just sit down and you write it out and you examine like what's going on. Yeah. And that way you can actually like work through it and um, you'll probably have a lot more success with your relationship. Did you ever have to do that? Like, did you struggle through it before? Uh, there have been, yeah, I've definitely done that before. I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely had it. I mean, I still do. I just am better at coping with it, you know? Okay. So, so tell me about your previous relationships. Are you single or are you attached right now? Yes. Yes. So currently single. Okay. Um, so tell me when I first met you, you were in a long-term relationship and, um, there were some really interesting things about that relationship. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> but tell our listeners kind of, you know, what that was all about for you. Yeah. I mean, it was basically my first kink relationship, first DS relationship. And it was like a dive into the deep end. Uh, <laughs> Um, it was, but it, and there were definitely, there were experiences that I, you know, maybe don't wish I don't had. There are some that there are experiences that I'm really grateful for. Um, I would say ultimately I was grateful for it, but it was, it was just like a head first dive into the deep end, into the world, into the world of DS relationships. And it was like my first like long-term relationship when, when I would, Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you met her? Jeez, I would have been like 23 or something. Okay, so you're pretty young. Yeah. Um, I just remember calling her Barbie. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was so beautiful. And I was like, she looks like Barbie. <laughs> right, Barbie, like an evil Barbie. <laughs> but she kept you in chastity for long periods of time, right? Yeah. That end... It was, it was kind of a slow, I don't know if slow buildup is the word, but um, <laughs> she, it, 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 it was only about a month until she started introducing long-term chastity. But that was a, I mean, 
that like as a 23 year old, uh, first time DS relationship. And my partner also doesn't have like that much experience herself because she herself uh, was like 26 or something. Hmm. And then to go into long-term chastity, um, it was, as I said, a, it was just a deep dive into the deep end. Yeah, because um, didn't she she only let you out of the cage, I think, once a year or something like that? Well, it will... It was a, a weekly basis for like taking a shower or something. Okay. You know, and then and then it was like every few months it, she would take it off so I could get a release. But we were also um, we were doing pegging, and I was getting a release from that. Right. So she didn't feel a need. She wasn't like, oh, he's gonna like blow up. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I need, you know. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode, and I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Um, okay, so what are some of the things that she did on like with the cuckolding part? Like I think she was a queen of spades, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so did you help her find partners? Um, so she had, she had an ex-boyfriend, uh, that was actually on the basketball team at the school that I was at. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, that was kind of like her main bull. But then once I'd graduated, um, yeah, I guess it was both of us at the same time started to, uh, look for bulls through like, okay, Cupid, um, or Tinder. And it was just like, Man, it was awkward and uncomfortable, you know. I mean, because it's just like I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, you know, making mistakes along the way. But it's so funny because you, if you just watch porn all the time, you were like, oh, this, it's so easy to find a bull. It's like actually really hard yeah. to find a legitimate bull. Um, yeah, it is. I hear that all the time from couples. They're like, ah, uh, First of all, we don't even know where to start and we don't even know what the process is. And yeah. then we are having so much trouble. It's not as easy as we thought. Yeah. It was way harder than I, I thought it would be. And then and then it was like the and then it was like this whole thing, which I guess kind of is angst related of like, okay, how do I like approach <laughs> how do I approach these people and explain who I like what the this relationship is and and then it's like oh what are they going to think about it and it's like why wait why am i thinking about how they're going to think about it that doesn't matter you know and it's it's yeah. like you know that's involved so what kind of like 
You know, uh, when she cucked you, what kind of things would she do? Well, she started off by either either her ex would she would go over to his place and I would stay home and she would text me about it and send pictures. Mm-hmm. Or she would have we we had an apartment by campus and she would have me um sleep out in the living room on the couch and they <laughs> would get the bedroom. Um so it was like that at first, but then and then she kind of started to involve me where then I would kind of be like the cameraman and then that kind of turned into being like the cleanup man and um also kind of prepping the bowl and cleaning the bowl down. So you guys just like dove right into this whole cuckolding thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as I said, like <laughs> like she seems kind of like a natural. <laughs> yeah. Um natural's one word you could use. Um <laughs> Yeah. So um, she was a size queen. Yeah, I mean, well, for her it was like it was the whole it was the whole deal. Like, you know, she just she wanted like the whole typical kind of like alpha guy. But but yes, that that in that as a part of it. I can just imagine the type of guy she pulled in. She's like gorgeous. So I just want to bring this up because this is a funny story. I remember you telling me, wasn't there some sort of competition she made you enter into? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. You said that. I have not thought about that in a while. Uh, Yeah. I was telling someone about this and they didn't believe me. I'm like, I swear to God, it's true. (laughs) Yes. It's a real thing. Yeah. There is a gay bar back in my hometown that held a small penis contest. (laughs) And of course, my girlfriend entered me. (laughs) And it was non-negotiable that I was going to be participating. And, uh, (laughs) uh, And I... Uh, did end up winning said contest. <laughs> For all those people who who didn't believe me when I brought up the story, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, well, first of all, it was judging on like overall. It was it was like overall. I don't. I mean, um, it wasn't like just size itself. Right. So there you were different me- categories, of course. Right. You got to. I mean, it was just kind of like you know, like body and. Um, you know, it's the whole, the whole package. You got to give me some credit. (laughs) I just remember you texting me about it and I was like, what? This is like the ultimate humiliation right there. I mean, you deserve a trophy just for that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it's not like there were probably like 40 or 45 people there, but this is also, this is in like a very kind of, I mean, this isn't a part of the city that is like a very alternative kind of crowd. And it's yeah. in, and it's kind of in like the gay district. So people, there's like drag queen stuff going on. Um, there's, you know, there's like striptease stuff going on all the time at like bars. So it's not like that crazy. It's not like, you know, you were at TGIF Fridays and then down the street, there was a small <laughs> penis contest. <laughs> Oh, my my imagination is just going wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> leave it to the gay bar to have a small dick competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's so funny. And I think most of the guys in it were were gay. I'm pre- I'm fairly certain the majority of them in it were gay. I don't think there were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna I would put my money on it. <laughs> Your girlfriend was so savage. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. And she had two friends that came with her to watch. Oh my god! And then, uh, yeah, and then we went out and got drinks afterwards. I think I actually wow. texted you then. Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my goodness! And it's so funny because I was in a stage in my life where I was just starting out in all of this, so it was like the whole kind of um, sub part of it. I really had no exposure to. Really, I really only knew the cuckolding right. relationship part of it. I remember so, that. Yeah, yeah. So you were. It was through you that I learned about chastity. Before, um, right? I think right around the time I met you, I saw a chastity cage in porn for the first time, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? What the fuck is that?" Is this coming? <laughs> No like, what is this is this some sort of fashion accessory or something like what the <laughs> fuck is that thing <laughs> oh, God. and i just immediately put it in that part of my brain of like i don't understand that whatever right and it wasn't yeah. until you and i started talking where you started telling me kind of what the benefits were, like how it changed the way you were, changed the dynamic in your relationship. And I was just like, oh, that's fascinating. But I mean, before that, I really didn't know anything about the sub sub stuff or like femdom stuff. So all these stories from your relationship, I was just like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling all my girlfriends about it. Yeah, and they were probably even more shocked. Oh, yeah. The story about the small dick competition, they were just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and you also wrote a few posts on my blog right around that time, actually, I think it was, on some what you said were suggestions for single guys looking to date in this lifestyle. And I got lots of feedback about those posts it seemed to really resonate with a lot of people especially with the women they were like yes (laughs) this is where the bar needs to be (laughs) so do you remember kind of what those suggestions were for that post that or those posts that you wrote yeah i think um it was a pretty high standards to aspire to yeah i remember yeah it was (laughs) Basically, you were saying like there was something very, very specific on there that was like, if you are entering into a cuckolding relationship or hoping to with the intent of, you know, having, you know, satisfying your own sexual fantasies, then you need to just stop. Like it's about her. It's entirely about her and her fantasies and fulfilling those. And in doing so, that's where your, your joy comes from. And I yeah. thought that was so good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I think that's I think you need that is it's a necessary part of the relationship. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if you talk to a lot of cucks, they'll say, you know, I get so much joy and happiness from watching her feel 
fulfilled and sexually empowered and sexually mm. free and this transformation that she goes through with this confidence and oh, absolutely. this kind of like sexual appeal that she's found she has and all of that sort of stuff. That's where they get the most satisfaction from. But for guys who have only just ever watched porn um, and have no relationship experience, it's difficult for them to sort of see that part of it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I think this is what I think they're not seeing is that some of the best parts of the stage, you know, there's different stages of, of a relationship. And I think one of the best parts is like the very beginning when you don't like, you haven't quite won her over yet. And you're kind of, you're still kind of like chasing after her, but you, you know, she likes you and you're, you're trying, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. that is like some of the most like fun and exciting parts of the relationship. Basically, I think what what the the guys that are like, what's in it for me? If it's all about her, um, what they're not seeing is that you get to live that constant state that you kind of experience at the beginning of the re- relationship when you're chasing after her and you're trying to win her over, and there's almost kind of like almost a thrill to it. There's so much, and there's there's vulnerability involved, and um and all of that, you get to live that just throughout the entire relationship. And it always, it makes things, it, things are never boring. Okay. One question I wanted to ask you is, you know, for, for people who don't really understand cuckolding very much, they don't understand the humiliation or teasing part very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, some might just assume that the teasing or humiliation part of a cuckolding relationship would be damaging to a guy. Mm. And what do you say to that? Like what, what do well, you think about that? I mean, that's not wrong. You know, it, it entirely depends how you go about It entirely depends on who your partner is and, and how you're doing it. Like there are some guys that are going to respond really, really well to that. And it, to even the point where it like um, is a part of your relationship that, you know, pulls you closer together or it's just kind of something that kind of makes things more exciting and interesting. But there's some guys that have no tolerance for it. And um, for them, you know, that's certainly true that uh, it could, it could be damaging. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really just like, you know, communication is key with like, obviously every relationship, but, even more so in kink, you know, because of stuff like that. In my experience, it's been pretty obvious with the guys who really like that part of it, the humiliation part. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're like basically asking for it. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, see that kind of, that for, for me, it's like, I enjoy it to the point where it's authentic, but Mm -hmm. not to the point where it's like, oh, she's going out of her way to say things just so that I can feel like she's, she's just saying something so I can feel a certain way. Then it's like her performing a service for me. And it's like, almost like topping from the bottom, you know? I've had that happen before where like a guy was like, so, so tell me how small you think my dick is. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not like, that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, I and and it sucks because for a lot of women, they're not very comfortable with that whole initiating that kind of humiliation and teasing part. Like they're just not, and so they already feel like it's not genuine. They already feel like they are saying things they don't actually mean, and it and that that part sucks for me. It, it just took time until it just it just came naturally, and it was just I'm just telling the truth, yeah. like. Jay, I've seen you naked. I know how small your dick is. <laughs> I'm not oh I'm not lying about anything when I say it's like micro. <laughs> oh my god. Of course. Anyways, I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast with me. I'd love to have you back. I really appreciate your perspective. So if anybody wants to learn more about Jay, my friend Jay, you can reach out to him on FetLife. I'll post the link in the show notes for you. And otherwise, I would love to have you back on. I really enjoy speaking with you. And thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Venus. It was a pleasure. Okay, that's going to be it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining me. Make sure you go to fullswapradio.com. You can catch the Venus Cuckoldress podcast on there every Tuesday, 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. Central Time. And Tuesday, November 16th at noon Central Time. Make sure you join me on the Moan app. We're going to have some really cool chats going on about everything cuckolding. And of course, don't forget to go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast and check out the Venus Vault, the elusive Venus Vault. And you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at V. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.